Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to a very mini bonus Partly Political Broadcast, episode 157 and a little bit, because updates are needed. Justice has been served. The Supreme Court has ruled that Prime Minister and walking ancient pagan winter costume Boris Johnson has been unlawful and lied to the Queen. And I bet he also hasn't returned certain library books and there's a chance it was him who kicked over that bin because he's clearly a very naughty man and now everyone officially says so. President of the Supreme Court and the sort of person who'd invite you in for tea, all the while imagining all the ways she could kill you if she needed to, Lady Hale, wore a big silver spider brooch as if signifying that Johnson was about to be ensnared in a web, or that she wanted to show that there were no flies on her, or maybe she just likes spiders. She then announced that not only is the case of the lawfulness of prorogation justiciable, a sentence that caused many gasps, not least because no one was really sure how to pronounce any of those words, least of all me, and I'm sure I've done it wrong, but the prorogation of Parliament was unlawful because it frustrated Parliament without reasonable justification, which, to be fair, pretty much also sums up Boris Johnson's entire existence. It was a completely unanimous decision by all the Supreme Court judges in the sort of result that proves that really everyone knows the Prime Minister talks shit. The prorogation happened because, as the PM said, they needed extra time for the Queen's speech, probably on account of Johnson's struggling to write anything in a woman's voice. Everyone knew it was actually to force her a no deal, but the government lied about it with all the finesse of a child with cookie crumbs around their mouth, swearing it wasn't them who ate all the biscuits. Johnson said that he profoundly disagrees with the Supreme Court ruling, but will respect it, in the way that, you know, it's the legal decision and they're right and he's not and he has to. He then really helped prove his innocence by complaining that the ruling will make getting a deal from the EU even harder, even though it wasn't meant to be about the EU, because Hulk can't keep doing a lie while Hulk is sad. It's very weird how many Brexiteers seem to be very angry that Britain is sovereign now that they actually know what it means. And really, had they known they'd be this pissed off about it, they probably should have campaigned to be even more fully integrated into the EU than we or any other countries ever have been before. Parliament is now returning at 11.30am on Wednesday and possibly already has done by the time you've heard this and hopefully it started with a small previously on Parliament video which has just played all of Boris's losses to date to Beck's track Loser. Everyone is calling for Johnson to resign, even melted clay thumbprint and Brexit party leader Nigel Farage who said Boris needs to do it as a matter of honour though how he'd know what that means is absolutely beyond me. 
Tory MP, chairman of the ERG and Muse for the Mr Muscle mascot, Steve Baker, called the ruling an earthquake moment, probably because it really shook everyone involved in the government's massive fault lines. At the Labour conference, Labour leader and second-hand Velcro playset Jeremy Corbyn moved his speech to Tuesday afternoon in order to attend Parliament as it returns, and said that an election must happen as soon as no deal is off the table, meaning that ultimately we're politically uh, exactly where we were, which is the perfect way to galvanise the troops, isn't it? Hey everyone, we've got a criminal in charge, but we'll just leave him there a bit longer because it's a really busy month and I'm very tired. As I say most weeks, who actually knows what will happen? But I do know that today's events have not only proved you can definitely have faith in the British legal system, but also vaguely in karma, as it kind of felt like a modern day Aesop's fable, only one where sadly the creature in question doesn't seem to have learned anything at the end of it. Right. Uh, more on all of that next week with much better jokes that I'll have actually had time to write but the main reason to bring out this mini episode and of course I'm assuming you've all listened to the full episode 157 already um, the main reason for this episode is because uh, this week's podcast Emma McClure who you heard on the full episode has very kindly recorded onto her phone a few minutes of explanation of what today's ruling meant and hopefully this understanding will help carry you through to next week's podcast uh, or until something else um, that absolutely fucks everything up happens which I mean is very likely, let's face it, to happen tomorrow because the government's main directive seems to be just to ruin this podcast. Um, anyway, enjoy this extra, Emma. It was recorded on her phone, so there are a few little noises and bits, um, but I think it sounds good. Um, subscribe to the podcast, review it, donate, be nice to your mums and pops, and I will see you properly, or you'll hear me, or I'll hear you. I mean, I don't know how it works. On Tuesday, here's Emma. So, we now have the judgment from the Supreme Court that was given by Lady Hale, making my last appearance obsolete before, almost before it had even come out and most people would have been able to listen to it. But um, I've never been more happy to become obsolete at such speed. So what to say about the decision? First of all, a big thing to note is that it was a unanimous decision. All 11 judges ruled that Boris Johnson's prorogation of Parliament was unlawful and they all agreed on all aspects of the judgment um, which is fairly unusual and surprising given that some of the justices have uh, previously publicly um, talked about their um, lack of desire to get involved in what can potentially be seen as political um, matters. You can also take that as a sign that the judges felt that this um, decision was a fairly straightforward and clear one for them to make second um, thing to note is that the very first sentence of the judgment, which you can easily get online, and I would encourage anyone to have a read of it because it's very, it's very uh, well written and easy to read and it's not that long. But the first sentence says that the, the case is not about how and when the uh, United Kingdom leaves the European uh, Union. And uh, you need to just put a pin in that uh, for the moment. The court broke down the decision they had to make into four main sections. The first section was whether or not the case was justiciable um, and that was whether or not um, this was a matter that the courts could even consider or whether or not it was an entirely political decision um, onto which they should not trespass and the idea that it wasn't justiciable was of course a big part of the government's case. The second question was if it was justiciable what was the standard that the court should apply to decide whether or not it was lawful and the third one by that standard, was the decision lawful? And finally, if it wasn't lawful, what the correct remedy was. To come to the first question of justiciability, the court 
found that whilst they can't deal with purely political matters, um, the fact that a legal dispute can contain a political hue or concerns politicians does not automatically mean it can't be um, scrutinised by the courts. And they made reference to some um, case law and common law in relation to that, namely a case from 1611, uh, the case of proclamations against the Stuart, um, Stuart King. I, um, I can't recall off the top of my head which one. It was one of the Jameses. said that the king hath no prerogative but that which the law of the land allows him, meaning that the power to prorogue, whilst being exercisable by the executive and in this case the Prime Minister, is still limited by statute and common law and any constitutional principles with which it would otherwise conflict. It was also said that whilst the, par- the Prime Minister is also accountable to Parliament, or should be, um, that doesn't justify the idea that the courts have no legitimate role to play. And of course, that's rather well underlined by this case, because if Parliament are prorogued, um, they are unable to properly scrutinise the uh, Prime Minister and um, therefore only able to deal with matters after they come back um, into session, after the the horse may well have bolted. So the two main principles that the court felt um, would limit the power to prorogue were the principles of parliamentary sovereignty and parliamentary accountability. So parliamentary sovereignty is the idea that parliament is sovereign, it makes laws, and um, it cannot bind itself. We are a representative democracy um, with elected MPs in Parliament, and they are sovereign in making the rules via statute. Then there's parliamentary accountability. Um, The idea there is that the conduct of government by a Prime Minister and Cabinet collectively are collectively responsible and accountable to Parliament lies at the heart of Westminster democracy. That's a quote uh, from the first Miller case that's used in this judgment and is a well-established constitutional principle in the UK. And if the power of prorogation wasn't subject to those limits and there would be nothing legally to stop the Prime Minister from proroguing Parliament for extensively long periods and um, quickly becoming extremely undemocratic. And on all of that basis, um, they found that um, the decision was very much justiciable and something that they could um, bring judgment on. And so having decided the first one, they then moved on to what standards applied. And they looked to the analogy of how powers that are conferred by statute, so powers that are conferred by Acts of Parliament, are limited by law. I'm going to read paragraph 50 of the judgment because that very clearly sets out um, the test as the court saw it. So paragraph 50 reads, For the purposes of the present case, the relevant limit upon the power to prorogue can be expressed in this way, that a decision to prorogue Parliament will be unlawful if the prorogation has the effect of frustrating or preventing, without reasonable justification, the ability of Parliament to carry out its constitutional functions as a legislature and as the body responsible for the supervision of the executive. In such a situation, the court will intervene if the effect is sufficiently serious to justify such an exceptional course. So, in applying all of that, it was very clear that the um, pr- prorogation frustrated the uh, functions of parliament as a legislative body because the progression was for an ex- um, a very long time there were a number of bills including important bills regarding um, protection for domestic violence victims and the no fault divorce bill um, which were lost during that time and given the impending significant potential change to our constitution on the 31st of october should we leave the european union 
um, Parliament may have had things that they, they wished to do during that time. So that part of the test was clearly met. And so the second part of that then was whether or not there was a reasonable justification for the prorogation. Now, this is where the court very neatly sidestepped um, explicitly discussing the motives of the Prime Minister in relation to the prorogation. Um, there were a few documents that were provided by the government um, for their case, um, which... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. made it clear that the main reason that was being put forward for the prorogation was for a new Queen's speech. Um, there was an acknowledgement that such a, a prorogation um, would have an effect with regards to um, Brexit and uh, negotiations with regards to obtaining a deal. But the main thrust of the documents and the Prime Minister's public statements prior to the prorogation were that this was about a Queen's speech. However, the Prime Minister and no one else involved in that decision-making submitted a witness statement to the court explicitly setting out what their reasons for the prorogation were. Um, you can speculate as to the reason they did that. Um, rhymes with mergery. But they... So there was no witness statements for the court to consider to see what the reasons were, were being given. And there was no justification in the documents they did receive as to why the prorogation needed to be quite so long. Um, counsel for John Major, who appeared in the case... Um, highlighted how normally a, a prorogation for Queen's speech would normally take about four to six days, not the five weeks that had been put forward by Boris Johnson. And because of, um, sort of the lack of direct evidence from the Prime Minister or anyone involved in the government's case as to uh, to provide a reasonable um, justification for the length of the prorogation, um, the court held that it was impossible for them to conclude on the evidence um, before them that there was any reason, let alone a good reason, to advise Her Majesty to prorogue Parliament for five weeks. And therefore, they felt the decision was unlawful. And then um, they went further with regards to remedy. They could have simply made a declaration that it was unlawful. And that they and this was um, hinted at when they were taking evidence because it took a very long time to discuss remedies. Um, they went further than that. And um, in addition to declaring it was unlawful, they made it clear that that meant that the prorogation had not happened 
as far as they were concerned. Um, it was as if they'd been presented with a blank piece of paper and per- Parliament should reset as soon as possible and they couldn't see any reason why they couldn't start as soon as possible. Uh, my understanding from the news today is that they are intending to sit to, um, at the time of recording this um, tomorrow, Wednesday, so they should be sitting by the time this comes out. I think it's a very clear and positive judgment that um, highlights the importance of, of parliamentary sovereignty, um, which is something that people who are fans of Brexit have been banging on about for a long time, about taking back control for, for our parliament to make our laws, um, though they seem to be quite upset with this judgment for some reason. Um, and on the point about the prorogation not being about Brexit, whilst the Prime Minister never explicitly said that it was about Brexit in his statement that he's made today about the judgment where he says that he's very disappointed with it, he says, um, next sentence is, but we're still going to leave on the 31st of October, which rather implies that it was about Brexit all along, which we I think we all knew. We still need to watch this space as to how um, they're going to react to that as Parliament reconvenes. Um, I have been concerned by some of the rhetoric coming out of supporters of the government's position with regards to the judges becoming political um, and being uh, traitors to the people when what they in fact have done is emphasise the importance of the separation of powers and the, the uh, sovereignty of uh, Parliament. But I'll uh, be continuing to watch it with... Uh, Interesting. It was nice, if only for today, for some level of sanity to uh, have, have come back in uh, to current political climate. Oh, one more thing. I know the Justice Secretary is Robert Buckland. Um, it's not Priti Patel. Um, she's the Home Secretary. Thank you to everyone who's uh, pointed out that gaffe. There have just been so many in recent years, it's hard to keep track. Next full episode will be out on Tuesday, as per always. I mean, unless, you know, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Probably be one tomorrow. Okay, bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.